Get ready to be dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another great episode of Dazed and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward, your host as always. Today, we are very pleased to have Lonnie Evans here from 365 Recreational Cannabis in Santa Rosa, California, and part of our kind of ground soldier uh, series where we're talking to people on the front lines of cannabis. Welcome to the show, Lonnie. Hi, thank you so much. You're welcome. And thank you for being here. Um, I do know Lonnie from just the Santa Rosa area where our office is um, located. So it's a pleasure to have you here. And it's really nice to speak to another woman in cannabis because I, I exposed to a lot of women in cannabis and it's fantastic to see more and more women every day getting into cannabis. So I'm going to start the interview with the same way I start every interview. And that is, what's your historical relationship to cannabis? How'd you get into this? Well, um, I've been in cannabis for about 15 years and I started off as a trimmer. I was a single mom and I needed some extra cash and it was the easiest way for me to get some. Um, sure. I, I moved my way up. I started managing warehouses and grow houses and greenhouses and outdoor and, you know, kept going. And then it became medical and I helped open a shop um, and then another one and then now another one at 365. All right. Well, three, six, five is a really nice little shop. I have to say it's a, it's a really nice place. You, your crew over there, TJ and the rest of them are fantastic. And uh, you've got really educated bud tenders, which is a major plus in my mind. Um, let's just start out with some really basic questions. Cause a lot of people listening are going to want to know what it is on your side and what it's like on your side. So what are, what are your biggest challenges to you as a dispensary GM? on a daily basis, what, and we'll start there. That's kind of hard to say because I, I kind of play both sides where I'm on the floor with the consumers and I'm in the back with the vendors. Um, right. So honestly, one for the consumers is I can't carry every single item that everybody needs. And that's really frustrating for them. And I completely understand. Um, right. We try to have a huge variety. And so we can always direct you to something that is similar to that product or, um, even somewhere else that carries it. We really try to be helpful and educational with all of our products. So we want to make sure that you leave happy. Um, Do you see your, yeah. uh, your your inventory expanding at some point to like really accommodate everyone's needs more like a supermarket? You know, I don't think that that's our model. I mean, we do have such a variety just as far as, you know, edibles go, vegan, gluten-free, um, savory so diabetics can have them you know we have indoor mm -hmm. outdoor flower all kinds of things um so really we have so much variety um that i feel like expanding more is just going to be a little bit overwhelming yeah well i get that and it's yeah. like you only have so much space right exactly yeah that too <laughs> and i do have to say that um you guys run a tight ship like a lot of dispensaries that i'm in all up and down the state they have far too many people in their 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 floor it gets confusing the consumer gets confused 
And when you have that many people on the floor, it's hard to educate everyone the same way. So you tend to get not very good service at those dispensaries. And I've noticed everyone at your dispensary um, is very engaged and they really like what they like and they tell you what they like and they tell you what they don't like or, or they just, it's not for them, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I totally appreciate that. Um, as far as trends are going, where do you think the you see the biggest trend line for new products in dispensaries? Well, I mean, everybody kind of does gummies. I think every company does gummies, but we're really starting oh, yeah. to see a lot of companies come out with, um, they're listing the terpene profiles, which is great. It really yep. helps us as the retailer um, educate the consumer. And yep. then number two, we're seeing all these new cannabinoids that have been around for a while. I mean, CBN has been talked about for, I don't know, four or five years, but right now people are really kind of saying, yes, I want the CBN. I want the CBN knowing that it's not psychoactive. Whereas before it was just kind of like, oh, it's just THC and CBD. So those two things in people specializing in the different cannabinoids is really kind of coming forward. I see with a lot of different vendors. So you're probably seeing a lot of THCA dominant, THCV dominant, you know, those things, uh, which is, it's cool because people are gravitating mm -hmm. toward those things, you know, they really are. Definitely. And then the really fun thing is people doing other things. So like you guys have sugies, we have pot sauce, we have honey. So it's really nice for people to be able to incorporate these regular yeah. everyday items into their everyday life where it's not like, okay, I have to roll a joint. I have to smoke a bowl. I could just put some sugar in my coffee and I'm fine right. and I'm dosed and it's great. Yeah. And a shout out to Chuck here at F.A. Nino's Hots, which was smoking <laughs> green pot sauce, which is at 365 Recreational Cannabis in Santa Rosa. Um, it's a great sauce. And it's one of those things that people don't even think about. And um, Chuck just participated. We got him into a um, the White Rabbit High Tea in down in Los Angeles this past weekend. And boy, do they love it. I mean, you never know until you find it, right? Yeah, it's one of those things. And, you know, it kind of people go oh my gosh, you have that? And it's yeah. great. And they love it. And they just keep coming back and coming back. And that's, that's what's so awesome about it. Right. Even one of my own sales reps down in LA called me, I think it was 11 o'clock at night on a Friday and, and, or it's a Tuesday. He goes, I was at Taco Tuesday and I used a whole bottle. I am very, very high right now. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know what you sell, man. <laughs> that's man. great. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you a little bit of, this is good okay. because we're, we're recorded. So this is the, the trials and travails. <laughs> Yay. Okay. 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 So let's, we're going to count it in. We're going to go back to the question. I'm going to ask it again. Five, okay. four, three, two. So let me ask you a little bit about cannabis education and advocacy. Um, you, I've read that you are into this and I've seen it noted that it's your passion. So tell me how you came to this and what you're doing in that respect. And if 365 is behind you in this effort. Absolutely. So we want to make sure that we are destigmatizing and normalizing cannabis for our community. And part of that is we start off with training with our employees, make sure they understand. We do a lot of staff training. We have vendors come in and train on their products. 
And then we can relay that to the community. And by that, I mean, we want to be part of, we were working with the senior citizen or the senior council on aging in Sonoma County uh, before the pandemic hit and all of kind of the senior homes to come out and just do educations and let the senior citizens know, you know, what cannabis is, why you can be using it, um, what it's great for, because we see a lot of senior citizens come in every day, not understanding what they need, not understanding why they need it and asking a lot of questions. So we wanna make sure that we're educating ourselves so we can educate them. Are you having like senior nights yet or have you opened up enough? I mean, the COVID and the BS um, is, or or (laughs) you're just waiting for that to kind of really wane off? So a couple of different things, the senior homes themselves are not opening back up yet to education coming in. Um, They're not wanting to have outdoor or outside visitors come in and see them yet. Um, But what we do have is Sunday through Wednesday from when we open till noon, we have free consultations for anybody who needs that a little bit of additional time. That's great. That's a great policy to have. And I can't wait for real education to happen, you know, and I know that we've volunteered to have a educational night when you're open and ready to go, because we'd love to do that for you. Um, As far as any kind of other advocacy going on with you or is it mainly based around seniors? Um, You know, we kind of, for us, we advocate for anybody who needs it. Um, We have compassion programs. So, you know, we help give it to people who need it, who are in need, Um, people who have seizures who need RSO, people who I um, sponsor a women, woman veteran, Uh, with a lot of her cannabis needs so that way she doesn't have to, you know, spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars um, on cannabis. So we do what we can uh, for who we can, you know, we have to follow the guidelines and the regulations as well. And you were one of the judges for Emerald Cup this year um, for therapeutic tinctures, right? Or topicals? Uh, For topicals, topicals, yeah. Right on. Do you have any favorites you can shout out? Let's, Let's shout out some people if you got some faves. Yeah, um, absolutely love sweet relief. I swear by that stuff. I use it. I use it um, when I got my COVID shot. I put it on before and after, and it helped so much. Um, love the Pop and Barkley. It's great. I love their body lotion. Absolutely wonderful. Um, oh my gosh, who else was in there? Ohm Edibles. I mean, Maya has just kind of been like a, a crowd favorite forever. Um, she does so many good things. Her her topicals and her edibles. Um, so just absolutely wonderful. There was just a really good group of topicals this year. Well, that's great to hear because that is a, I'm a, a firm believer in CBD. I use it every single day and I love the effects. Um, so I, I'll shout out a couple of CBD companies right now. Pure Bliss, I use your stuff all the time. And of course, Professor Snooks, which uh, is part of our brand family. So we love Professor Snooks and his old school way of doing things. Um, let's talk about your demographic though, because we just were talking about older people and their hours coming. Who's, what's your demographic and how does it sway men to women? So we actually are in a really unique location where we are the closest dispensary to Fountain Grove Parkway, which is a higher income senior area. And then we are the closest dispensary to the Santa Rosa junior college. So we kind of fit right in the middle there, um, where we have a very wide range of, people. But if I were to say what comes in, most would probably be our senior citizens. 
Um, wow. We kind of got a very open store. Yeah, we have a very open store, very nice open floor plan, really nice cases that seems to attract their attention. Um, sure. I do carry all the hype brand names. So I have, you know, Cookies, I have Alien Labs, I have Sherbinsky's, I've got the 710, I've got, you know, all those kinds of things that the, that the younger crowd is looking for. I've got the Stizzy Pods and that kind of thing. So right. we really do want to cater to most of them. But um, as far as, you know, the percent that we're seeing more of, it's, it's probably going to be a senior citizen. And does it sway more men or women or is it evenly broken? You know, it's evenly broken up. Sometimes it's it's very funny because I've got husbands that shop for their wives. I've got wives that shop for their husbands. I've got couples that come in together. You know, it's a Sunday outing. Um, yeah. So it's really kind of a very mixed bag that we have. Well, this is a good time to take a break and talk about Sense Distribution. 17 different delicious brands you can look for online. Find us at sensedistribution.com. Uh, 365 thankfully carries a number of our products, and we really appreciate that. But uh, from edibles to topicals to delicious free pre-rolls, or excuse me, not free, you got to pay for them pre-rolls we have a number of new ones and we also have hashtags coming out this week um our newest addition to our lineup infused living soil 100 bud pre-rolls look for hashtags at a dispensary near you so let's talk about women in cannabis okay because we okay sense distribution we have six different brands all women run, all women ideas, all women operated. And I really dig working with these ladies. They're amazing. They have great products and their innovation is fantastic. What I find though, is a lot of them are underfunded um, and it's the people aren't getting behind them. So I want to make a change there. And I want to make sure that these ideas and these products get out there for the public to see. Do you have any take on this? And, and what's your do you have any solutions maybe that would help women in cannabis, especially women listening right now thinking, I got this product. I want it. I want the world to see it. Absolutely. Um, number one, it's hard to be a woman in cannabis. You have to want to be here. You have to want to work for it. Um, still now I get vendors who come in and if there's a male staff member standing next to me, they'll immediately gravitate towards the man and not speak to me at all. Um, wow. Yeah. So we're still seeing that it's still very unfortunate for women in, um, management positions. We're not really seeing a whole lot, mm -hmm. um, C-level executives, you know, women in those positions, they're, they're few and far between, but the ones that I've seen are the ones that have like clawed their way to the top, proven themselves over and over. But for the women on the back end, I find it to be very interesting that they don't get funding. And I've seen it quite a bit, um, you know, besides finding, a minority run or a woman run shop, it's very hard um, to get their product out there. As far as funding goes, you know, the best way that I've heard of women getting funding because I'm not on the production side is Clubhouse and LinkedIn. Um, there's a couple of great groups out there that actually fund for women specifically um, on Clubhouse. I don't know if anybody's on there, but it's a really great platform to meet people. I'm a moderator. Oh, great. Yeah. So, <laughs> There are, there's some really good ones. Erin um, from Garden Society sure. um, started this group and she has, you know, she works with all women and they kind of broken up into different groups depending on where you're at in your progress or position of where you're starting your company. Um, and so she is definitely a great resource. I always have people reach out to her because she has this whole group set up for everybody. Um, and it's really wonderful. It's just women supporting women in this industry. Um, but honestly, it's, it's, I think a lot of it is that 
cannabis is still such a male dominated industry and they don't think women understand, you know, what heavy hitting cannabis is, what a heavy hitting, you know, edible or extract or anything like that. They kind of think it's, you know, like cannabis light or, you know, edibles light. So it's really, really unfortunate. And I think it's hilarious when people do find out what big companies are actually women started women run because they're, they're quite taken aback. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. No, I, you know, it's one of these things like um, there's a company called uh, Gold Flora, you know, big flower mm-hmm. company. Um, their CEO is a, a woman powerhouse. I mean, she's an amazing developer. She's developed properties all over the world. And, and uh, Greg Gaiman is the COO there. And, but Greg is like, yep, she runs the show here and she does a great job, obviously. But have you ever thought about having a women in cannabis night at 365? Because you got a lot of great women in the Bay Area with, from Jamie Evans, uh, um, the Herb Psalm. We've got, um, who else? Um, the Mommy Jane is up here, Jessica. You know, we've got a lot of other people who are influencers and uh, it'd be great to have a nice, I'd love to have the women brands that I represent in your shop doing a women's education night. You know, we have thought about that. We've actually, so right now, uh, we are just starting to do events because of COVID. Um, So all of those things are are kind of in the works right now. I've got a couple of different events going on. Um, I've been working, we just sponsored our second art show um, Mm -hmm. in downtown Santa Rosa as part of their Out and About program. And we've had a couple of uh, cannabis vendors out there the last couple of times. I was actually going to reach out to Asha, have these guys come out this time um yeah it's great it's in the middle of downtown square it's not something that they normally let us do and um they're being very you know happy about us coming out there um but we are starting some more events coming up here so yes women in cannabis is definitely one of the things that we're aiming for i'm absolutely pro women in cannabis i'm going to the women in cannabis expo in september um to speak there um just because it's just you know we're not seeing a lot of it and really a lot of it that I do see are, are behind the scenes are, are women in production and women in, you know, ideas and development and that kind of thing, which is great, but I'd love to see them get their faces out there. I'd love to see them, you know, put their face behind their product and get it sold. Yeah. That's a great idea. And, and uh, for the people listening at home who are perhaps somewhere around the United States and are not in Northern California and are not familiar with Santa Rosa, Santa Rosa is the heart of cannabis in California. That's my opinion. My office is there and I'm a NorCal guy, but it is indeed the heart of cannabis. And it always has been since I was twisting doobies at 14 and slinging them to my buddies. It's always been the place. Santa Rosa has a very uh, convivial atmosphere, a very fun. It's pretty darn laid back. And if you get out here, stay at the Flamingo Hotel and make a weekend of it with your family as you go out to all the great dispensaries. So there's my pitch for Santa Rosa. Um, so my next question is drinks. Okay, drinks in cannabis, right? I was just on a forum about drinks and how big drinks are getting, but there's some rotten drinks. In fact, right before this podcast, I had one and it was um, really not pleasant. And I, I poured it out and that was disappointing, but there are some great drinks out there like Wonder and Colexo and uh, Lagunese High Fly and a lot of everyone's anything else. Uh, what do you see out there? And are you excited about drinks and cannabis? Um, so I've always loved drinks and cannabis. I've always thought it was a great idea. It's sublingual. It hits your system quicker, harder, faster. Um, yeah. The one thing is, yes, there are some crappy drinks coming out. There's lots of dyes in it. It's really, 
it's not tasty. It's just really kind of funky. You can taste the emulsifier in some of them. Um, I love manzanita. I mean, their soda tastes like soda and their sparkling water tastes like sparkling water. They've been one of my favorites for years. Um, Mm -hmm. They have their little quicks. So their little 100 milligram shots. You can just pop them back and you're good to go. They're 100 milligrams. They just came out with a new flavor, which is strawberry. Absolutely delicious. Um, Love Wonder. It's got that uh, the oh, Delta yeah. eight Wonder's and the great. Delta nine. So it's like, yeah. it's really fun. And then I think uh, the one that I always kind of go towards is can of quenchers when I'm doing something social, because oh, yeah. we just make mocktails out of it. I mean, it's great. It's easy. You just kind of pour it in there and you're good to go. So I think drinks are kind of the new thing socially because, you know, we're so accepting of people socially drinking alcohol. So it kind of just, it's interchangeable right there where it's like, you're not always used to seeing somebody like smoke a joint at a party, but you're used to seeing a cup in their hand. Right. So going back to the question before about education and then using, you know, your advocacy for drinks and stuff like that, other products, like obviously, you know, my product Shuggies and the rest of these and F.A. Ninos and uh, the Paris, I know they carry the Paris in there. These niche products that are more eclectic, are you seeing good stuff coming down to for you to see every week or every month and are you adding those to your quiver a product um no i'm not seeing enough niche products um i'm seeing a lot of the same products um i am yeah i see a lot of gummies i see a lot of tinctures and i see a lot of cartridges um but for niche products it has to be it it takes me a while it takes me a while to want to bring it in i want to watch the company i want to watch what you're doing i mean if you ask chuck i think he came in like seven or eight times before i even talked to him already he met me at a different store and then yeah. i changed stores like four months later and then he talked to me there and i was finally like okay you know i like this idea we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna do it you know i wanted to yeah. research it and everything so a niche product is good and bad because it, it's great if it has the brand support and the education behind it if yeah. it doesn't, then it's just going to flop. Um, you yeah, have to be able flounder. Yeah. You have to be able to educate the bud tenders in order to educate the consumers, you know, and that's kind of the important thing there. And that's why it's really been unfortunate with COVID and the lack of staff training and in-person training and then in-person store promo demo days, you know, it, it makes it really difficult. Um, if they don't understand the product. So that constant training, you know, that quarterly come back in, retrain, re-excite the staff, that kind of thing is kind of, is, is what makes that niche product sell really well. Yeah. And I think the, the true backup to that is Chuck and Artie are hardworking dudes. They are out there all the time pimping their own products, which I love. And yes. you, you've seen Asha probably more than you care to. She's always in the place <laughs> trying to get us in there. So that's good. Um, but I get it. You know, if you're not willing to be the face of the brand and you're not willing to get out there and really hustle, this is a good lesson for everybody. Harkening back to that other question is you got to get out there every day and you got to fight the fight. If you're not doing it every day and you're not making a plan for tomorrow, it's not going to happen for you as a Canada's brand. Yeah. You, you, it's not, it's impossible. And you can't find the big money, you know, with the, you know, thunderstorm and Kana out there smashing every every door down with their gummies and their, their wall of mylar bags, you know, he's a great guy. Cam- Cameron's been on the show, um, but he's everywhere. I mean, that's those yeah. kind of products are everywhere. And yeah. It's a they're, testament I actually, to him hustling. I actually don't sell those, but yeah. Well, yeah. But you see them. They everywhere. are everywhere. They yeah. are everywhere, which is, which is part of the reason that I don't sell them is because I like the niche products. I like the, 
you know, standard tried and true Camino gummies, Oma edibles, you know, yeah. kind of those single farm, single source places. I mean, yes, you do have some things that are coming from larger companies, but you know, if you look at our outdoor flower, it's a lot of it is single farmers, you I know, it's, to, yeah. And I can't wait to introduce you to Lori and Mary Jane's bite-sized uh, cakes. Um, somebody just brought me these almond cakes. Yep. Dangerous, dangerous. Oh my gosh. Dangerous. That, I opened those, the, that's oh. Lori. That's Lori, Mary Jane. And we are now I carrying opened them. Those. I opened them yesterday in the office. I'm like, Oh my, are these medicated canadians right now? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're they were very, delicious. Very good. <laughs> yes. So um, we've actually gotten to that part of the show where we're winding down, but I want to ask you a couple hey. more questions. And the, one of the questions is, I ask all my guests, this is a final question, Stony story. Tell us a story about you, someone you know, your grandma, your grandpa, anybody who, who had an interesting experience with cannabis. And it can be funny and you don't have to name names. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. Uh, this was back in the day where we made our own edibles. Okay, here we and, go. And, <laughs> um, you know, we didn't know what dosing was and had no idea. So we just kind of threw it all in and put a, two pounds of butter and said, yeah, that looks good. We'll just split it up and we'll make some brownies. And cross your fingers. And then the, and yep. And the brownies came out and then they cooled down. And then a couple people ate them. And within a few hours, were clinging to the couch because they were spinning and said, oh my God, what's happening? And couldn't handle it. Um, they got <laughs> sick. Uh, the little brother, not little, he was 21. He comes in munching on a brownie going, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> Everybody was so high trying to go, no, don't, don't, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Didn't understand why. Hours go by. The little brother's girlfriend comes home, finds the, finds her boyfriend naked on the couch saying he's hot. The two passed out in the room going, what happened? And I said, I don't know. They made brownies. And I was kind of looking around like, well, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so yeah, it's, I'm so happy we're dosing nowadays. I'm so happy for the accurate dosing. I know it makes a big difference, doesn't it? In your oh, enjoyment God, yes. level. Because yes. we've all had that that spinny, crazy moment where it is like, oh, oh, oh I shouldn't have done God. that, you know? Yep. Well, that makes you in the good, solid 75% uh, of people who have a good brownie story to say. <laughs> so, And they're all about the same. At least, as one of our guests said, um, he ended up in a hotel five states away from where he started, and he had no idea how he got there. So that oh was an gosh. interesting, stunning story. So um, you have anything to plug? Or you got any specials going on at 365? You know, we have tons of specials going on. Um, like I said, we have specials every day. They're on our website under store events, but we are sponsoring an art show on September 11th from 11 to four with Pop the Trunk. Lots of local artists coming out there. We'll be inviting 10 cannabis brands to pass out education and information. Um, and it's going to be lots of fun. Food, art, music. It'll be great. So everybody should come on down. What's the date on that one? September 11th between 11 and 4. We will try to make sure that, that this is broadcast before that so that you get some play on that one. So I want to say thank you to Lonnie Evans here from 
365 Recreational Cannabis in Santa Rosa. And as always, this show is brought to you by Shuggies, S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S, at Shuggies.com. But also the bigger part of that is Shuggies is part of the Sense Distribution brand family. And we're proud to say, I'm going to, first time I'm announcing this, we now carry Dovana, Three Kings, Tricone Productions, Green Bee Botanicals, F.A. Ninos, uh, the Paris, of course, which we talked about, Baked Betty's, delicious Rice Krispie Treats, Everybody likes a Rice Krispie Treat. Pure Bliss, Professor Snooks, Koala Edibles, Sugar Leaf, Royalty, Lori and Mary Jane, Toss Sauce and Bake, Ojo de la Sol, The Pharmaceutical Company, and Bad Mommy. And now, introducing Remixer with LSD. That's Latham Spicy Dip, named after me because I took the recipe. And THC Tella, our Nutella knockoff with amazing fast-acting THC. So look for it as part of the Sense Distribution family. Uh, Lonnie, thanks so much for being here. And I will see you live and in person at 365 soon. And um, you're always welcome to come back on if you ever want to announce anything or any initiative, especially with your educational stuff. Um, that would be great to have you on to talk about um, your advocacy for the elderly in Sonoma County. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. And we'll see you soon. And that Bye. wraps it up. Okay. Bye-bye, Lonnie. Bye. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.